allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Sovereign Minds, the podcast. It's July 18th, uh, 2022. Uh, we want to welcome you to uh, the podcast. Uh, we're brought to you by mountaintopmedia.com. You can go there and see all of our podcasts. You go to Rumble at MKent101, uh, MKent01. Uh, you can go to Spotify, YouTube, uh, Facebook, <laughs> uh, Rumble, and uh, all of the above. Uh, hit the like button and please share. We have a special guest with us, uh, Mark do. Baird. Uh, he's... Uh, uh, I'm not sure what your title should be. Uh, the Grand Poobah of all uh, things that have to do with guns and ammo. I'd, I'd be pretty happy with just ordinary guy who is really fond of his liberty. <laughs> true or, patriot. Not ordinary, though. Much much more than ordinary. Sm- yeah, a smart guy that you, understands a lot about the rules. You haven't asked my wife that question. Uh, well, I'll, we should have her on, too, and we can interview her as well. So let's uh, go straight into it So we're because we want to get stuff done quickly today because we, we don't want to waste our time. This is a... I want to show this because not only is it funny, but it illustrates the the depth of stupidity, uh, ignorance, and uh, uneducated people in, in in the present state of our uh, uh, our, our country. Is this out of the White House? Well, just go ahead and play it, uh, uh, Dustin. I don't know uh, why. I, 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 our next spelling bee contestant is Madison. Your word is precocious. Can you use it in a sentence, please? Precocious. Little know-it-alls like you are annoyingly precocious. Precocious. P-R-E-C-O-C-I-O-U-S. Precocious. That's correct. Uh, Lincoln, your word is woman. W- woman. Can I have the country of origin, please? I, I don't. I don't. It, it, probably England or Germany or something. Woman. Um, can I have the definition, please? Uh, <laughs> why don't you ask Judge One that question? Can I have the definition of woman, please? No. Why not? I'm allowed to ask for definitions, right? The the thing is, a woman is the there. The a woman is 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 <laughs> what women. She's, what she's, trying to say is that each person gets to define for themselves what a a woman is. So can you define it? (laughs) No. (laughs) Why? I just want to know the definition of woman. And that makes you a hateful little bigot, Lincoln. I don't hate 
Anybody. How about we just use it in a sentence? Abortion is a woman's right. If a woman makes an accusation, we should believe all women. Joe Biden picked a woman as a running mate. Ketanji Brown Jackson is the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Hillary Clinton should have been the first woman president. UPenn swimmer Leah Thomas is a woman. I'm a woman. I'm not a woman. Woman. How can you use in all those sentences if you don't know the definition? Listen, you intolerant little bigot, just spell the word so we can get a girl up here to win this whole thing. The definition of woman is woman. Woman! A woman! Woman! Are you happy? That doesn't make any sense! It's a simple word. We all know what a woman is. Just spell woman! Okay. Woman. W-O-M-A-N. Woman. Wrong! It's got an X in it now for some reason! W-O-M-X-N. Now get out of here! Kenny, you're up next. X doesn't make that sound. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the sick part about that is it's probably true. <laughs> the, well, you got that You right. know, what's really interesting is there's a ton of people that think like that. Yeah, we were talking in the last segment about the difference between uh, ignorance and, and lack of sincerity. And I think that 99% of that's a lack of sincerity. In other words, they're lying. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, it's a game. Yeah. It's, it's, a game. It's, it's, it's mind games. It's an agenda. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's political mind games. Right. Uh, so let's uh, let's get on to our, 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 our subject here. Uh, today we're going to be talking about several things, uh, uh, you know, about the Second Amendment I'd like to get to. I'd like to show this uh, article here about the armed citizen who – who thwarted a shooter in a crowd in a, in a food mark in a quick act of uh, heroism. This was uh, put out by The Blaze. And, and what happened was uh, this uh, quick-thinking 22-year-old prevented even more loss of life by pulling his own firearm and immediately shot down the perpetrator. And, uh, you know, the reason I brought this up is to illustrate the fact that this never makes the mainstream media. I, I will correct you on that. It was on the ticker tape this morning on the bottom of the TV, if you can believe that. Really? They didn't talk about it, but it was on the little ticker tape. But they didn't, you know, give a balanced point of view no, they didn't of do why that. this is as important as, to, you know, the you know they, all they talk about is the guys that are dying all over the place from these shooters, and then when someone stops the shooter... Uh, crickets. No, you got to ask yourself: Is that ignorance or a lack of sincerity? I on think the part you're, of the media? you're probably <laughs> hitting right on the, um, the, yeah. the nail uh, right on the head here. And so it's just uh, you know he shot five people, killing three, wounding two, and then this guy pulls out his firearm and puts the guy down, uh, which I mean to me is like you know what should be happening across the, the well, if if everybody was caring, there would be a lot less of this problem. Well, look, William Blackstone and John Locke both said that it is a human right, a pre-governmental right, a pre-constitutional right, unconnected with malicious service for the individual to defend himself, his family, his mm -hmm. property, and his community without giving way. In so other this words, is the law of nature. The this, is, this is the law of nature and of nature's God, which yeah. is God Almighty, that the human being has the inalienable right to defend himself, his family, and his community. You know, it's interesting because, 
you know, that predates the Constitution. It was codified in the Constitution. But, I mean, isn't it just common sense that if someone's attacking you or your life's in danger or your family's in danger, that you have the ability of, you, of self-preservation? If you have that ability, that you have the right to do that? Well, if you're not sure about that, go crawl into a bear's cave and see what they got in there and if you might <laughs> want to steal it or, or, or get between a lion and her cub or a buffalo and her calf. or yeah, uh, anytime know, I mean, between can, mom and baby and right. you're Go, go grab a evident. kitten by the tail out of the litter. I mean, you know, all all creatures have the ability to defend themselves and the right to do so, and no one can stop them because no one can stop them. And human beings are no different. We simply don't have the tools to equalize the situation. In other words, right. I wouldn't expect Linda to be able to defend herself against a 300-pound man, uh, man bearing down on her with the intent to kill her. You need tools. Human beings, right. traditionally, we don't have fangs. We don't have claws. We need tools to equalize the playing field. And the way that we've chosen to do that throughout history is with firearms. Well, what they say, man, you know, Sam Colt, you know, made all men equal. I guess all men and women equal. Well, but also um, William Blackstone said that the musket itself is incapable of giving offense. I mean, I'm I'm so tired of the fact that we ascribe a penalty to the tool and not the human wielding yes. the tool. Uh, the musket is incapable of giving offense. It's an inanimate object. It's just a brick unless someone picks it up and uses it for either good or evil. Now. Was the gun put to good use during World War II by the Allies to defeat Nazism? I think everybody would agree that it was. What if we right. didn't have any guns at all during that engagement? Well, I mean, that'd that's be right. crazy. That's wouldn't right. It? Yeah. And and what about uh, the fact that the United States government is spending billions of dollars to help the Ukrainian people who never had a Second Amendment, weren't right. allowed to have weapons, had a very restrictive weapon society, and within days they're shoveling fully automatic assault rifles out the back door to anyone who will use them to defend their liberty, their sovereignty, and their borders, paid for by the United States taxpayer. But at the same time, you're not allowed to have the same tools that Joe Biden left right. by the millions in Afghanistan. But it's only yeah. when the government says it's good. You know, that's, well, you do that's have to where we get that, back yeah. to that insincerity, <laughs> or is it ignorance? Yeah. <laughs> you know? well, and, I, and this is an ongoing argument that... That brings us to where we are now with everything that's going on with it. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's an ongoing problem. Well, and if we historically look at what happens when you disarm the public, it's it's pretty ugly, uh, because government, in my opinion, has been man's worst worst enemy since the beginning of. Well, I mean, the highest cause of history. death in the 20th century was governments killing their own people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's not this whole thing that the Second Amendment was, was is there for hunting. It's just, I mean, that drives me crazy every time that's I hear just, that. It was a completely yeah. that's completely exactly the opposite. Of course, you hunt with one back in the day because that's how they yeah. provided food. But they didn't codify that or put that into the Constitution because it was about getting a meal on the on the table. Sure, it, it was about defending yourself against your own government. But I think we need to set some uh, ground rules first. And I think the first ground rule, it's really important for people to know this. This is a plan. It's a well-orchestrated mm -hmm. plan. Uh, they're not ignorant of these things. They're not uh, ignorant of the facts. Their intention, the intention of the government of California and the government of the United States, as, it's, as, as it now stands anyway, is to disarm the people and to prevent you from having the ability to resist tyranny or even to defend yourself. And I know in a lot of countries like uh, Australia, for example, defensive use of a firearm 
does not preclude you from being prosecuted. In England, you are not allowed by law to defend yourself. Is that insane? And in the United States of America, they would like it to be the same way where by law, you are prohibited from defending yourself with any weapon, either a brick, a knife, or a gun. But that brings me to a question about the decision that just come down from the Supreme Court. What, Cal- what, what is California going to do with that? I know that you're in the middle of everything on that. You know, we should be able to, uh, you know, open carry without any problem. But we I know say, that's not going to happen. I say, that amen, easy. let there be light. That's <laughs> yeah. what I say. Because- so that decision basically gave people the right to open carry. Is well, that, that decision I mean? gave people a lot of rights, but people don't exercise their rights. And right. that's the problem for us. So We had the right before. Right. This just affirmed it as well. Well, right. we also have a court system that ignores. And Article 3, Section 1 of the United States Constitution is very clear. It says all matters of equ- equity and law are, are, are subject to the jurisdiction of one Supreme Court, right, and such other inferior courts as Congress may appoint from time to time. So there is one Supreme Court, whether you like it or not, whether you like them or not, whether you like what they say or not, that is constitutional. And if nothing else, we we uh, Christian well, they're, they're, they're constitutionalists. Well, are opinions and not... Well, there are opinions that everybody goes by. Right. Uh, you the know, courts go by for right. sure, yeah. And then there's the inferior courts that are supposed to subscribe to what the superior Supreme Court tells them to do. Right. And what we have is a country of uh, inferior courts who thumb their nose at the law and thumb their nose at the Constitution and thumb their nose at the very rule of law in many cases. So the Ninth Circus, as they say, seems to be one of the leaders the, in the that. The Ninth Circuit has found against the Second Amendment in 50 out of the last 50 cases. Wow. And even when a case prevails at the appellate level, they simply go to an en banc review and overrule the Second Amendment for so many reasons you can't even quantify them. And here's the good part about that. And yes, there is a good part. I'm, I'm not a glasses half empty kind of guy. The good part is that they have gone to so much trouble in California in the legislature and to so much trouble in the circuit court and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, California for the Eastern District, California for the Northern District, not so much in the Southern District because of Judge Benitez, but yet. And they've gone to so much trouble and they have uh, obfuscated the facts and confused the issue in so many different and interlinking manners to deny people the right to bear arms that this Supreme Court opinion undoes the entire house of cards. They have built a house of cards that right now is probably 15 cases deep. Uh, magazine, 30 round magazines, assault weapon ban, pistol roster, ammunition background checks, concealed carry, open carry. There are so many cases that were put on hold pending the outcome of Bruin v. New York Rifle and Pistol Association that now the House of Cards is going it's to It's going to be fall. a domino. The whole well, thing's going to domino. What the Supreme Court already did was they GVR'd, and GVR is kind of a funny thing. A GVR was how Satano v. Massachusetts was opined, and that came out of McDonald of uh, the city of Chicago. And so after McDonald applied the Second Amendment to the states through the 14th Amendment, because rights in the Bill of Rights, oddly enough, are not applicable to the states unless the court says they are by applying them to the 14th Amendment. In other words, the states are convicted of this behavior through the um, uh, due process clause in the 14th Amendment. 
Okay. Now that's a little hard to follow, but that's the way the court rules right now. So through Which the fourteen, is not right. well, uh, you know, Mark, look, there are probably more things that ain't right than are, but but this is the world we live in today. Right. So in McDonald v. City of Chicago, they gave Mr. McDonald the right to have a concealed carry permit. And they, they liberally had to increase their issue of those permits. But the most important part of that case was that the Supreme Court said the Second Amendment also applies to the states through the 14th Amendment. It's incorporated against the states through the 14th Amendment, the same as free speech and the Fourth Amendment. I mean, Amendment. isn't that freaking obvious? It is odd. But, but, but once again, we're just taking this as a legal argument, and that's where we live today. Right. So based on McDonald, the, the Second Amendment applies to the states. Okay, now, so states like California that find against the Second Amendment day in, day out for various reasons. And, they, and they're, like I said, their intertwining house of cards is going to cost them everything because they always use a two-step interest balancing tripartite approach to enumerated rights. In other words, they ask, is this a burden against the right? If it is, what level of scrutiny do we use? Uh, the lowest level, intermediate scrutiny or strict scrutiny. Well, most of the time, it's intermediate scrutiny. Well, what is that? Intermediate scrutiny means whatever we say it does at the time. Right. But what it really means is, is it more important for you to have a right than it is for us, the state, to take it away from you? How, well, do, they win, how do they win that every time? Public safety, public policy. Yeah. You know, oh, public safety. You can't have the right to speak freely because public safety will be in jeopardy. They use that safe thing You a don't lot. have the right from warrantless search because public safety. Uh, we have to be able to search for what we want when we, we want, want to because we want to. For your because safety. public safety demands right. it. Yeah, right. So now we come to the Second Amendment. They've tried so hard to ban everything that now the House of Cards is going to fall. Because here's what Justice Thomas said. He said, if an individual's conduct conforms to the plain text of the amendment, it is presumptively constitutional. And you must read the plain text as it was influenced by history and tradition. The intent. At the time of the founding. So the at intent the of it of the at writing, the time. Yes. At the time of the founding. In right. other words, you can't say, well, in 1968, there was a demonstration by the Black Panthers in Sacramento, and because we hate the fact that black people could have guns, we had to limit everybody's right to carry because public safety demanded. We can't have black people carrying guns, but we recognize that in order to keep black people from having guns, we have to keep everybody from having right. them. So they took our right to open carry away. Well, that regulation was from 1968 on, and then the ability to carry an unloaded weapon from 2012 and 2013, that was prohibited. But that regulation is so short-lived. Now, guess what regulations we had in the state of California for 250 years that I could find out about before then? Open uh, carry, open loaded carry. weapon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You could openly carry a loaded weapon exposed on your hip Anywhere in California, including walking into the governor's office. Now, my fight is not over sensitive places. Maybe I should have included that, but I only had so much money. You know, my fight was whether we can we have a Second Amendment or don't we? And I want a court to tell me whether they think I have the right to openly carry a weapon or I don't. And so here we are now. The mm -hmm. Supreme Court, the Article 3, Section 1 Court, the only court that has any valid jurisdiction in this nation, and arguably they've exceeded that mandate, but here we are today. And so we've, we've already, that, that ship has sailed. But, and they say that the enumerated right means exactly what it says it does, 
and that its intent was the same in, is the same intent now as it was with the people who wrote that. A Georgetown law professor commented immediately uh, that how can can we possibly know what people 250 years ago thought when they were writing something? You read their writings? Well, here's what I say. Go to the Federalist? <laughs> we have thousands of speeches, thousands of right. letters, thousands of books written by them or about them at the founding, and there's those pesky little Federalist papers and the Anti-Federalist papers. We know exactly what they meant. And their intent was that every citizen should remain armed in order to defend themselves and to resist tyranny. Mm -hmm. And so we have that right. What, you know what always gets me about that right there as well is people don't realize, because they've been uneducated or de-educated or dumbed down, if you will, that, that England, when this all occurred, this was their own government. This was not some foreign country. This is England was them. They were English subjects, you know, and that's what they were revolting from, the tyranny from their own government. This wasn't a revolution. It was a civil war. There you go. Yeah. Half, more than half of the land area of what they called the British crown was telling the king, we will not follow, follow your godless laws. Well, and because they, they had a different set of rules uh, in England, be, that's the, right. you know, without the representation right. there, you know, the common man wasn't given the same rights as an English citizen. But there right. were a couple of really important offshoots to this, really important. And that is that the judges spent a lot of time talking about what history was valid in this conversation and what history wasn't. Well, the, the, the statute of Northumberland in 1328, out. Because that was the wishes of a dictatorial and arguably crazy king to disarm people he thought were going to shoot him the first time he walked out in public. <laughs> he was probably right. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the John, the John, Sir John Knight's case, where he rode around with his armor and his sword, and they accused him of trying to frighten people. So it wasn't the fact that he was armed. It was the fact that he was armed with the intent of frightening people. Now, we have a law about that. It's called brandishing. Sure. Right. No matter if you have the right to carry or not, you're not allowed to stand out in the courthouse and wave your pistol in the air yelling, I'm going to kill everybody. Right. You know, you can be arrested for that. So uh, the the court, the Ninth Circuit Court, and, and Judge Mueller even, has she has an issue. She's got a problem. And here's her problem. She already admitted to me in our filings that we were very likely to prevail in our mm -hmm. case based on the Second Amendment issue. Well, she already yeah. said that. So she do you think that, that she's really. going to go ahead and give you what you want, or she is she going to rule against you and then go to have a choice. Well, uh, look, this judge is a coward, and she'll That's do true. anything to get things off her plate. So I, I don't know what she's going to do, but clearly uh, there's only one course of action she can take lawfully, and that is to grant that we have the unrestricted right to openly carry a pistol because we've changed our filing now. I mean, what we're saying is the state can't be trusted with our personal information. What did they do? Well, recently? I was just going to bring yeah, up exactly. the letter they, on the attorney general. I mean, they, yeah. they, dumped, they dumped every gun owner's personal information on the internet. Your name, your address, your date of birth, your driver's license number, so on and so forth. They've given every crook and crackhead on earth enough information to either steal your identity or burglarize your house. Or no, or not, both. Or, or, both. or, or, no, or not, both. Or no yeah. not to show up because they're going to get shot. Well, well, I think that the ability <laughs> to steal your identity is certainly there. Sure. So, so now what we have is we've amended our complaint. We can't trust the state to keep our personal information private. We can't trust them to guarantee our liberty because obviously they're in contravention of the, our liberty. What was their rationalization for releasing that? An accident? 
Well, they're saying it was an accident. Okay. Of but, course it was an accident if you But that. there's ignorance or lack of sincerity. Well, I, was just I, say I love that what that, Eric said. <laughs> that's he, what I just I'm stealing that line from Eric. Ignorance or sincer- sincer- lack yeah. of sincerity and because, it, I mean, these guys aren't sincere at all. And what would be the reason? Because they wanted those people targeted. Oh, well, look, we have, a, we have a train of thought here and we have a, a, a chain of evidence that suggests that for over 50 years, the state of California has been engaged in a be- behavior to make the Second Amendment so expensive, so difficult, so onerous, so unachievable that people will just fail to exercise it. And so these cases are going to come down. And and as Judge Benitez put it in the Southern District in the Duncan, the magazine case, he said, look, this is nothing but a hardware problem. And Thomas repeated that from Duncan. He said, if uh, an object is owned by a lawful individual and it's commonly owned for lawful purposes, it's constitutionally protected by the Second Doesn't Amendment. Doesn't matter. What if your behavior comports to the plain text of the Second Amendment, your, con- your conduct is presumptively constitutional. And so what happened in Satano was the court, for the first time in a long time, they GVR'd a case. They granted cert. They immediately, without a trial, vacated the district court's uh, judgment against Dolores Satano, and they remanded that case again with new guidance, the guidance that was supplied by McDonald. And guess what happened? Dolores Satano won her right to carry a stun gun because they said that guns were not restricted to the kind that were manufactured in 1765 and that states may not debar their citizens the use of arms because states are often more interested in disarming people than they are in keeping right. people safe. So those GVRs, they're not really published. They're not very public cases. They're simply, no, you did that wrong. What? We vacate your judgment. Do it over with well, our What's the guidance. definition of a G- GVR? Grant, grant, vacate, and remand. Okay, so they in other words, cert, they, 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 they insert, explain cert. Suratory, that's where you uh, apply. A writ of sort of right. friend of the court thing? No, no, it's where you apply to the Supreme Court, hear my plea, hear okay, my case. Okay, I see. And that's Suratory. So they granted cert. Oh, they, am, they, am, immediately, mixed up. <laughs> they immediately vacated the judgment of the lower courts because they said, you did it wrong. Now use McDonald v. City of Chicago and do that right. And, and in the end, the decision was reversed and Dolores Satano won. Now, here's the beauty of, uh, of Satano v. Mass. Uh, the state of California says, no, no, you never had the right to carry a gun outside the house. That was George Young versus Hawaii. You, you have no right to publicly have a gun. Well, Dolores Satana won her case, and guess what? She was homeless. Wow. She didn't have a house. Wow. <laughs> so she got the right to carry her weapon, which in that case was a stun gun. And, and it's funny because you know what the state argued? Mrs. Satana would have been covered if she had a gun instead of a stun gun. <laughs> and the judge looked back at the prosecutor and he said, so you mean to tell me if she had used a lethal weapon, she would have been covered, but the fact that she used a non-lethal weapon, she didn't have that right to protect herself? Get wow. out of here. So this is like a Jenga thing is yeah. what I'm hearing. And so, and so back to your case. So wh- here we are. Here we are now. The house of cards is beginning starting to, fall. to fall. A couple of the cards are already missing because the court GVR'd Young versus Hawaii, an open or concealed carry case in Hawaii, because George said, I don't care, I don't care how I carry, but I want the right to carry. I don't care if it's concealed, I don't care if it's on top of my head, but I want the right to carry a gun. They GVR'd that case. They GVR'd the Duncan 30-round magazine case based on the same principles. 
They GVR'd an assault weapon ban in the state of New Jersey because what the court says is, hey, these are just guns. And the fact that they're black plastic has nothing to do with the way they function. And they GVR'd um, the ammo background checks. That's another California case. So the fact that you have to have a background check to purchase ammunition is an infringement on the Second Amendment because Thomas Jefferson said, what good's a gun without a bullet? Right. Well, if they can yeah. prevent you from getting ammo, what, you, you have nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So, so all of these cases, the court has automatically said, no, wrong. Do it again based on the based on the text of Bruin, and that's where you're at. That's with where I am with with Mueller. But, but my case is in line now. We have already been heard. We were we were pending a judgment based on the outcome of Bruin. I see. So well, now, the outcome of yeah. Bruin so, so says this, now this court <clears throat> has to take that into consideration. They have to take that into consideration. So here's what we're doing in order to try to hop up the process. We're refiling our preliminary injunction. In other words, we're telling the court. You know you're wrong. You know the state's wrong. You know it. Bruin says so. The GVRs say so. The plain text of the amendment says so. And mm -hmm. the text of Bruin says so. So we want you to enjoin California, as Justice Alito said on page 70 of Bruin. And stop said, the enforcement. He said, no state may enforce a law that That's prevents right. people from carrying and a gun. gun. Right. He, and that was one sentence. So we're telling them, you cannot enforce 25850. You cannot enforce 26350. We dealt with handguns. We didn't have enough money to go after rifles and everything else. Right. But believe me, that will be dealt with in kind. In well, other words, yeah, they'd have to. I mean, that's yeah, but, right. Yeah. If I, you can carry a pistol, you can carry anything. Right. So we, we are asking the judge to prevent the enforcement of that law pending the outcome of the case. And if she grants that PI, one of the, one of the three hurdles you have to gain is do you have a likelihood of success in the case? So, yeah. the, ha so the, hazard, the, the hazards of litigation on the higher up scale. Right. Uh, so, so if she doesn't follow the law, which hey, gee, does anybody follow the law anymore? Well, does Judge Mueller follow the That's law? That's what I'm asking. Let me think. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, so she can either she can fail to grant the PI for some logic known only to an imbecile like her, and we'll have to litigate the case. But the case has already been litigated. We're also moving for summary judgment because all of the witnesses have been interviewed. They have the depositions on file. So summary judgment so, basically is saying dismiss the, judgment is, dismiss the case, dismiss the case in our favor right. because all the evidence is you clearly. You know everything yeah. you need to know about this. We want the judgment now. And here's the beauty of that. The state's only expert witness said this. When asked, do you know what the Second Amendment is? Yeah, I know it. 39 years of police chief, right? Yeah, I know what it is. Well, what does it say? Well, I can't remember, but it says something about you can have a gun at home. There we go back oh, to really? we okay. go back so, to the. Then he also said <laughs> he also said he's he in his thirty nine years in law enforcement and law enforcement management he never had a problem with open carry he never heard of a problem with open carry he never had a problem in his jurisdiction with any open carrier at all and the Second Amendment applies to the individual he admitted this because wow. he was cross examined he the Second Amendment applies to the individual it applies to the individual no matter where they are, at home or abroad, outside their home, mm -hmm. and it gives the individual the right to defend themselves in the event of, of attack by another person. However, he would never allow a member of the public to carry a weapon because it's just bad. Oh, he said that a person with a weapon 
was very likely to be able to save their own life or the life of others in the event of an unprecedented attack. He admitted that. That's, that's probably true. But he would never allow that because, wait for it, it's bad public policy. Politi- wow. Political ignorance. Bad public policy. Yeah. So at this stage of the game, and they've seen all the evidence and everything, they don't have to uh, hear your right. case. That's right. It's so you been move heard. up. You could move up quickly. They we could just, just go through those kind of cases and go, okay, we're throwing this one out. She's we're already. Th- well, here's the thing. She's already reviewed all the evidence. All right. she had to do was make a decision, and their own expert admits. In fact, the state itself admits. Everything we say about them, they admit that they gave the authority to exercise the Second Amendment to sheriffs and police chiefs and no one else, no right of appeal, no nothing. They admit that the Second Amendment applies outside the House. They admit that the Second Amendment could save lives. They admit that the Second Amendment includes carrying a gun outside the House. They admit all that stuff. They just don't think it's wrong. Right. So uh, I'm kind of looking for a time frame, I guess, is where, no. where I'm headed. Uh, you and me both. Linda. <laughs> I'm well. uh, you would think that they would have to be able to go through those cases and go, okay, this one, we've got all the evidence yeah. and we have to take what the Supreme Court says. Hey, we're you, done with them. You would think as a lawful individual who basically tells the truth and has integrity and honor in your own uh, life that those things would be true. But if you want to go see liars, go to a courthouse. If you want to true. see more lying than you've ever seen in your life, be in the courthouse. And if you want to see the most cowardly, unconstitutional behavior that has ever occurred in this nation, listen to a judge talk for five minutes, and I don't care who the judge is, pretty much any judge. I mean, it goes back to Lord Atkin, uh, uh, Lord uh, Acton about uh, power corrupting and absolute power. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what I find fascinating with what you were just talking about is, I mean, we talk about the willful, this is politically you know, ignorant or politically insincerity, but uh, you know, when you talk about the police chief crossing the line, saying all of that's true, but. but I am God, I am the king, I am the dictator, I am the tyrant, uh, and all of this power is now vested in me for me yeah. to make that de- decision, that they can't see that line that they're, they're, they're crossing over in the danger? Well, what I see is somebody that's getting paid that, you know, he's more worried about where his money and everything's going to come from. Well, can't and won't. I mean, he's a highly paid speaker on the public policy circuit. He talks to other police chiefs. He makes money off of this, you know. But besides that, he, this public policy, you got to ask yourself, is public policy in the Constitution anywhere? No. No. Is it in the California Constitution anywhere? No. No. What is public policy? Public policy is whatever I say it is, whenever I want to say it, about whatever I want to say it. Oh, and by the way, public policy can change between now and tomorrow. Is that how the rule Arbitra- of arbit- law Arbitrary works? abuse of power <laughs> is arbitrary tyranny. Arbitrary abuse of power. And yeah. public policy is nothing more than arbitrary abuse of public power. Yeah. And so we cannot lose this case. Well, that's why they said bind men down with, I mean, you really start to understand why they said, you know, that government was a monster. You had to keep it in a cage and you had to bind it down with chains, the chains of a constitution, because if you didn't, it would get out of its cage and it would, it would eat everybody and kill everybody around because it's a monster. Well, look at Nazi Germany, look at Venezuela, look at Cuba, look at China. And I could go on and on and on as fast as my mouth would move for the next hour. If you want to see how that's translated into killing 
killing and murdering your own people and making their lives a destitute hellhole of dystopian morass of unimaginable regulatory process that no one can possibly fathom and do so without ending up in jail or fined. Then yeah. Well, if you want to tell us how you really, what you really think, <laughs> yeah. then, you know, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, it is true. And people just put on their rose-colored glasses. They don't want to see it. They don't want to see it at the local mm. level uh, because they don't. You know, these guys talk about the rule of law, but they don't even understand. I hear these all the time: the rule of law, the rule of law. Well, and they, what look, they think the rule of law is, whatever they say it is. We we talk about rule of law and liberty all the time, but how many people that are around in this town or any town really believe in liberty and the rule of law? I would say not many, because if there were more, they'd be mad about this kind yeah. of stuff, and they don't seem to care. I don't or think not they. I don't think they understand what it There's, means. That may be ignorance. Uh, that, I mean, that's the ignorance of the general public. Sure, I think because sure. what they think the rule of law is. Whatever you're told by the government to do is the rule of law. And if you disobey the law, which is not the rule of law, everybody's supposed to follow the same rules. If the rule of law, and we acknowledge the Constitution is the Second Amendment, you have the right to keep and bear arms and that shall not be infringed, then that doesn't mean that that if the local magistrate says, hey, we're getting rid of this whole thing called the uh, you know, rights and uh, rule mm -hmm. of, of you know the Second Amendment, is is be, does he override okay. that rule? Well, let me ask you let me ask you this question i'll just postulate to this what if the california department of justice in violation of california penal code dumped private information onto the internet for anyone and everyone to see and nothing happened to them how would that work for you and then we'll go on what if the state of california under its governor and its legislators had a supreme court opinion staring them in the face that was very very clear that the second amendment means exactly mm -hmm. what it says it does and that the conduct of the people is not to be trifled with when it comports with the plain text of the amendment in other words there's no confusion here the right of the the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And what if the state of California has already passed SB 918 and that changes the whole dynamic to where instead of having uh, a May issue regime, they simply say that the citizen must prove that he has a good moral character enough for some sheriff or some police chief who can't may issue anymore, but there may issue you a permit if you can prove you have good moral character. And what if we expand the training requirements so that they're so onerous, difficult, and expensive that no one wants to go through it? And what if we expand the list of sensitive places to basically include all outdoors? Well, we're in compliance with the Supreme Court opinion, aren't we? And what if the California legislature obeys that directive and prints a law that says so. And what if the California Department of Justice, even though they have the ability to print an application for permission from your local sheriff, should he decide to give it to you to openly carry a weapon, but they don't like what the legislature said, so they just never print the application. In other words, what if you live in a state filled with lawless criminal liars and bastards and they do with your life and your liberty whatever they choose to do, and you, in turn, do nothing about it. Well, what, what would happen then? Well, I think... You would wake up in California. That's what would happen. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that kind of what's going on right now? And We're it's pretty a, close to that. And it's a yeah. recipe. It's a, it's a dangerous recipe that's being mixed here because uh, you either are going to comply with uh, this mm -hmm. lawlessness yeah. or you are not. Well, you know, uh, let me tell you, uh, having visited places like uh, Mauritania, Rwanda, Zimbabwe, uh, South Africa during their troubles, 
Serbia, uh, Montenegro, when they were killing, the government was killing their own people and and other places, South Somalia, Sudan, Eritrea, and all of those places, having been there myself and seen the final result of lawlessness in government, I can tell you, just this is a guess, this probably will not end well for us. Yeah. Well, wow. and, and then the argument from the left is going to be, well, these guys would never do that. These guys, you know, have our best interest in mind. See, they're giving us free health care and, and they're opening the border uh, to let uh, the people in so they can uh, eat. And, uh, you know, that, that, but that's the mindset that, that they're just trying to keep us all safe. Here, here, here's what the open border is to me in California. Open borders are a trail of blood that lead from Kate Steinle, various sheriff's deputies, and various innocent civilian citizens of the state of California, their deaths at the hands of illegal aliens, and that trail of blood, real blood, real grief for real families, leads straight to the governor's office, and from there it goes to Joe Biden's office, because they're in violation of Title Eight, Section 1324, harboring and shielding illegal aliens, which is a felony, and means they are criminals and should be in prison. Why aren't they? Because we live in a lawless society ruled by criminal, lawless individuals, and unless we stop it, no one will. Yeah. Well, none but, you know, if if treason prospers, none dare call it that. And that's what we're kind of at right now. Amen, brother. But I think people are waking up. I think in general, people are waking up. Uh, I'm awake. You're uh, awake. I'm awake. Yeah. You're awake. <laughs> yeah. I think more people so, are coming. Uh, they're getting more educated because uh, of it coming out more. Well, at least well, we got a hope. I Look, think you know this you is know. a great this is a great segment. We're I think we're out of time, yeah. and I you know I, I think we have covered so much. Gr- we're great going stuff. to win this case. Please help me. We're, we're, this isn't over. In other words, the Supreme Court opinion is not a get out of jail free card. I don't have the address memorized. Uh, I Please do. give them. Yeah. <laughs> how do they? Okay, they want to help you they help? because it, this isn't cheap. No. How do they help you? Uh, how, how, they how can do they donate, help? and they can send the donation to one four four two one Old Oregon Trail, Suite B, Redding, California nine six zero zero three. And what should they put on the check? They should put two A on there. Two A, and that goes to pecan. Patriot. And they can put pecan up on the top, pay two, and then the memo put two A, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it can go for the court case. And, and here's how I know I'm going to win, and I'll just leave this thought with your viewers. I know I'm going to win this case because I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. I, I, uh, yeah. I, I think you're, you got I think you're other spot people on. with you yeah, on that one. Yeah, because that's going to be the choice at some point if we don't stop them. Yeah, in the in the in, in a legal court process where they're going to follow the law, but you got to get a, a majority of the people to say, "Hey, we're not going to do this anymore." Yes, yeah. you do. Yep. Yeah. And with that, I think we are to the end of the show. Want right. to thank you for coming hey, in, you Mark. Guys we for really me. Appreciate, appreciate you. We got to have you back <laughs> okay. because there's so much to cover. You, yeah. you got so much, yeah, and I know you don't have a lot of time. But no, we'll that's have the you worst back. part about it. You know, you get so much of this rattling around in your head, you can't even keep it straight yourself. I think right. you did so a pretty good job. We keeping didn't get it straight. The ammo thing, and boy, I was going to go off on that. <laughs> one. Got, well, know? maybe on another day, yeah. we'll yeah. talk about the ammo on another day. Yeah. We we wanted to show how they've been purchasing the DHS and the IRS and all that. All, all the BS that they do. I'm going to end with uh, what we usually end with. Government is not reason. It is not eloquence. It is force and force like fire is a dangerous servant and a fearful master. George Washington. I think the more times you read that quote, the more times you start to understand it, especially yeah. after a conversation like this one. Amen. Until all next right, time. Thanks, Mark. Thank you.